0: It's time for episode 307 of the Clockwise podcast from Relay FM, recorded Wednesday, August 14th, 2019. Clockwise, four people, four tech topics, 30 minutes. Welcome back to Clockwise, a podcast that was originally hosted by me, and I'm back. I am Jason Snell, and across the table from me (laughs) is your regular host. He replaced me. He succeeded me. He did a great job of replacing me. You don't even remember me, do you? It's Micah Sargent. Hi, Micah.
1: Hello, Jason Snell. Hello and welcome back. I, I got to tell you, the whole show is going to be great, but the moment I'm waiting for is the bye everybody at the end. <laughs> That's just the golden moment. We just
0: set it up. People are going to have to listen to the end. That's how it's going to have, have to be. To. You got to leave them leave them uh, waiting. Uh, well, this <laughs> is a show, of course, where we talk about. Four technology topics. Is it still a show where we talk about four technology topics in thirty minutes? Just want to check. Just want to yeah, be Yeah, sure. it
1: is. We haven't we haven't changed that part yet.
0: That's good. <laughs> that's yet. Oh no, that's terrifying. All right. Uh and we have of course two wonderful guests to talk to. Uh, to my left, it is freelance digital content creator, Ant Pruitt. And welcome to Clockwise.
2: Hey, thanks for having me. Hope y'all are doing all right.
0: Yeah.
2: Oh yeah, we're doing all right. And it won't be long
1: until uh that title changes since uh good old Aunt Pruitt's joining Twit. Oh, oh. Yep, exciting. Yep, 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 yep. Stuff. Yes. Uh, that was announced. That's not a that's not a new new All fact. Right, yeah, no, no, no breaking news. <laughs> but breaking news, we are holding to the contract that we set up since like the beginning of me ever being on clockwise. Because guess who's back? It's a technology geek podcaster with an ever so slight Macintosh bias. It's Allison Podfeet Sheridan. Hello, yeah. Allison
3: hey mike i'm excited 17th appearance i was checking the stats checking your math making sure the spreadsheet was correct and i uh, was excited to see that wow nice wow.
0: 17 and I'm, wow. lo- I'm looking at your uh, contract here allison it turns out that uh your mandatory appearance with micah clause is only enacted when i am also present on the show i didn't realize that <laughs> oh oh that with- the, the fine print gets you every time yeah <laughs> All right. Well, Micah, I guess we should get started since this is a 30-minute-long podcast, and we're going to run out of time otherwise. <laughs> so let me <laughs> uh, let me share my first topic, and we'll go around because that's how Clockwise works. Apple Card is out. People are getting their invitations to sign up and have Apple be their credit card provider, along with Goldman Sachs, with the new Apple Card. And I wanted to use this opportunity to ask around about all of our guests and their personal credit card strategy. I'm not going to do a credit check on you. That's that's fine. But I'm curious, <laughs> what is your credit card strategy? Because the the Apple Card has become this kind of uh, a talking point to lead people to discuss what's the right strategy you should have in terms of having credit cards. Do you chase down the best rewards and use different cards for different things, or do you keep it really basic where you get one card that you put everything on and you just don't think about it? Uh, and and definitely. I hope you all tell me that you pay off your credit card balance every month. But uh I I we'll see. We'll see and what's your credit card strategy?
2: <laughs> Stay away from them. Yeah. Period. No, I'm, I'm I'm kidding. Uh I do have one or two, but I this whole Apple Card thing just didn't really interest me because uh, I I don't get into all of the rewards and things like that because I don't I just don't like using uh credit cards that often. It's it's could be really really dangerous you know
0: yeah oh yeah i hear you i, I only i am giving away my answer here too but i only really use it as a as a, a floating thing and then i i pay it off because it's just sort of like a convenience thing and i don't keep money on it which is good because you're right it kind of gets dangerous when it says you've got a huge credit limit you just could spend a lot of money that you don't have and it's Exactly. It, it's, it's super dangerous. So you've got them sort of for convenience, but uh but you don't you don't sweat the details about like am I getting cash back or where should I use what credit card or anything like that.
2: Right. For the most part, a credit card to send my wallet is used for incidentals when I check in at a hotel or rental car. Right.
0: Right. Makes That's sense. That's about it.
2: <laughs> yeah,
1: I'm right there with you, Aunt. Um most of the time it's going to be kind of in those situations where they're like, you need a credit card to do this or that. And other than that, I'm not like a big credit card nerd. I've got some some friends who uh, are huge credit card nerds. Like, oh yeah, I take a trip to Mount Doom every year off the points I get on my credit card. And I'm like, you know, that's like not in this universe. Yeah, yeah that's how many points I got. Yeah, there's a portal. <laughs> there's like a
0: portal fee to get to. Yes, exactly.
1: Yes, and it can only be paid with uh, credit card travel points. Um, but for me... I don't know. I'm not a, I'm not a gamer in the first place. And so I see that kind of as like a, it's a little bit of a mini game, except it's with, <laughs> with real stakes. And so I just don't have any interest in that really. Um, so for the most part, I tend to not use them. Um, I've had the option to sign up for the Apple card and I'm not going to get it. Uh, it's the one time where I say, no, I'm not going to get it on a podcast about an Apple product. And I'm actually sticking to that. I think every other time that I've said it, I've always went and got the stupid thing that we were talking about. But not this time. Not for me.
3: Okay. Sure, Micah. Sure. Well, I'm going to turn everything sideways. Uh, I don't buy a stick of gum without using a credit card. I um, am not good at uh before now, you're right, uh, Jason, to point out that this has made everybody think about what their strategy is. I never checked to see if I was getting a really good deal on what I was doing. It's like my daughter-in-law does, uh, you know, she's got this credit card for this month is when you're going to use it for for going out to dinner because you get 3%. But the next week, it's you're buying furniture, you use that one. I never did any of that, figuring out whether it was worth it. What I did do, though, was I got an American Airlines credit card a long time ago and uh, we have flown everywhere on crazy. I mean, I didn't go to Mount Doom yet, but I will. Um, <laughs> we just got back from Chile uh, to see a total eclipse of the sun where we only paid for one leg of one flight. And I was able to take that one leg and calculate what kind of a deal was I really getting. And I'm getting 10 cents on the dollar. So I'm, I'm getting 10% payback on ability to buy plane tickets with that, uh, with that American Express credit card. I'm sorry, uh, American credit card. And so we've but we've gone all over the world. We've been to India and Dubai and Nepal and the Galapagos and and uh, just everywhere with that. So I'm wow. getting I'm getting huge dollar value. I will probably still get the Apple card because it looks really cool and I need it because it's from Apple. <laughs>
0: that's that. I think that's part of their strategy. Um, I I am somebody personally. I've got. I think I've got too many credit cards and I need to get rid of some of them. But the idea is that my wife and I are. You know, not gonna chase points. So what you want to do is find. I think this is good advice. Is like, if you're gonna do use a credit card for a lot of stuff, you should find one that gives some reward back that you'll find useful. And if that's an airline you fly, or if it's just cash back, uh, a certain percentage, and then just use that card and and don't worry about it. If you are somebody who wants to basically like a coupon clipper, then uh, you can chase different cards for different things and all of that. I think the reason that the Apple card is going to be a hit is because it does fulfill the needs of people who don't want to to chase around for the best deal. Because it's not the best deal if you calculate everything out, but it's super easy and your cashback comes back immediately instead of having to redeem it for points or stuff like that. It just comes back on a card, which is super convenient. And I think that's why it's going to be a hit. But for me, I do have one. I write about this stuff. I got to try it. My wife raised an eyebrow and was like, Really, Apple Card? Well, I gotta, I gotta write about it, but I suspect that, um, its convenience will win the day for a lot of people. Uh, that's a great set of answers to to that question. I appreciate it. Let's move on, Ant. What do you have for us?
2: Well, personally, I want to see more books become TV series, uh, because there's just not a lot of interesting things to watch on television nowadays. Especially, would like to see sci-fi uh, to be more TV series. So. My question to you all is what book or series of books outside of the mainstream would you like to see turned into a TV series?
1: One of my favorite series of books is uh, the Iron Druid Chronicles by Kevin Hearn. Um, It's, I I love the, whenever I'm reading like a sci-fi or fantasy book, well, mostly fantasy book, I like um, learning new sort of magical systems and rules that they set up. And, uh, this one kind of adheres to the idea that it is faith that creates beings greater than us, um, which you would, uh, you would recognize from like American gods is, is an example of that kind of system of, of magic and, and religion. And. There's something about the idea of taking the Iron Druid Chronicles, which also has an amazing talking dog and making that into a television series that I could just watch and watch and watch and watch and just get so much joy out of. So, you know, if anybody's out there listening, like what should come next? Then that's the one I'm going to say, even though it really is like every fantasy book that I've read in the past couple of years that I'd love to see, but we'll start there. Iron Druid Chronicles. Allison, what about
3: you? So there's a series by Andrew Maine called The Naturalist where he's a, an incredibly flawed biologist who understands biological systems and somehow accidentally ends up solving all these horrific crimes, these murders and stuff. And it's, I don't know if it has enough books to be a full on series yet, but I think it'd be a, a really interesting, scary murder kind of a series. But if it has to be sci-fi, I might go with The Murderbot Diaries by Martha Wells. Um, that's a real interesting sci-fi series that, um, I kind of assume the Murderbot is a woman, by the way, and I don't know why I assumed that when I started reading it, but that she is a woman for sure in my in my brain. So, the Murderbot Diaries. I
0: think and I think this is a great premise, and I say that because I want to refer people to the incomparable my podcast episode 441, which we recorded in January, which is about this same premise. Books we want to be uh, have as TV shows, and 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 there's a great list of them there. I will mention the one that I picked first, which is a series of books. By Sherry Priest, called the Clockwork Century, and they're steampunk, sort of, but they're also, they've got zombies and Confederate uh, zeppelins. And uh, it, it, the idea is that uh, Seattle, there's an, a, an accident in the city of Seattle that exposes this gas that comes out of the caves beneath the city and it turns people into zombies, more or less. And then that gas is refined and sold as a drug. Except it turns out that if you use too much of the drug, guess what? You turn into a zombie. And then the Civil War is continuing to rage on. And everybody's got, like, uh, Zeppelins and blimps and other airships. And that's part of how the Civil War gets fought. And somebody's inventing the first computer, even though it's the 1880s. And so it is this bizarre steampunk Civil War world with zombies. Uh, There's a great uh, book in that series set in Louisiana where the zombies are uh, coming, uh, getting uh, the swamp gas is tainted and there, there are all these swamps uh, that are full of zombies that are coming out and killing people in New Orleans. It's great. I think it would make a fantastic TV series. So Sherry Priest's Clockwork Century. Uh,
2: for me, I would like to suggest the Silo series by Hugh Howey and it's basically a dystopian setting or what have you where the, the inhabitants of the, the U.S. have to live in these silos that are like 100 feet under the ground and they basically try to rebuild society and they're doing it underground. And if you think about trying to go outside of the silo, you're punished and all of that because supposedly outside is poisonous and bad, but I won't spoil it all for people that have never heard of it, but it's, it's a really good read. And it's a really good, good, uh, thing to think about far as just what's beyond, you know, what you can see outside, you know, are you going to venture out and take a Take advantage of the opportunities that are out there because you never know. It's probably a better world
0: over there, you know? Uh, Micah, I think it's halftime. Does that mean that it's time for a halftime sponsor?
1: It does. And today's halftime sponsor is Pingdom, who bring you this episode of Clockwise, the company that makes website performance monitoring really easy. Everyone loves a fast website. Duh, I love a fast website. You love a fast website. And Pingdom is helping to keep your favorite sites online. Netflix, Amazon, Spotify, Twitter, BuzzFeed, and Slack are just a few companies who trust Pingdom to take care of their website monitoring. Websites can get pretty complicated, but you can monitor any site transaction with Pingdom. Pingdom. You can do stuff like user registrations, logins, checkouts, and so much more. Pingdom cares about your users having the smoothest site experience possible. And if disaster strikes, you're going to be the first to know. It's super easy to get started. All Pingdom needs is your URL, and they're going to take care of the rest. <laughs> Literally, that's it. You go to pingdom.com slash RelayFM right now. You'll get a 14-day free trial with no credit card required. And when you sign up, which you will, because you're going to check it out, you're going to love it, you're going to use the code CLOCKWISE at checkout, and that's going to get you a huge 30% off your first invoice. 30% off. Thanks so much to Pingdom for their support of this show. RelayFM, remember, use the code CLOCKWISE at checkout. For thirty percent off your first invoice. All right, folks, we are back from halftime, and that means it's time for my question. Uh, I was wondering. I just this morning, uh, I, I recently moved to California, and uh, where I came from, there weren't as many delivery services available. I think you know you could ask, you could have your groceries delivered from one grocery store, but here. Anybody with a car uh, could sign up for different services and have things delivered uh, to or can, can help deliver things to your door. So my question for you is, do you use any online or app based delivery services? Why or why not? Allison, we'll start with you.
3: Am I allowed to say Amazon?
1: Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Especially because Amazon's doing their a lot of their own deliveries now. Yeah. That's but
3: they, well, they deliver everything to me, right? But um, in all seriousness, we don't use anything like those, uh, like what you're talking about. We used to use homegrocer.com. Uh, children, ask your parents what that was. Um, I thought it was the coolest thing anyway, ever, because, I mean, we just picked out our groceries, boom, they showed up, they were fresh, everything was delicious and lovely. But it turns out my husband actually likes to grocery shop. So when they went out of business, he said, no, I just really like doing it myself. We don't really do takeout very much. You know, we might go go pick up food sometimes, but I don't think we get anything delivered other than, you know, our daily shipment from Amazon.
0: Yeah. I um I feel the same. I was going to mention Amazon too, which is like Amazon now that they've switched to one-day delivery for Prime members, it, it really does feel sometimes like I've just got Amazon boxes every day. But in terms of the the kind of stuff that you're talking about, I um I will occasionally use a food delivery service to order from like local Chinese restaurant or something like that. Um that that it's occasional because I feel like it's such a lazy thing to do to not get in my car and go get food. But it has happened before. But what I wanted to say is, as a matter of a generational thing, my daughter, who is 17, is addicted to Uber Eats. And <laughs> she orders she will not think twice about ordering something uh, from somewhere and having it driven by an Uber driver to her to her location where it's whether it's here or somewhere else. And I've told her she's got to be real careful because it's definitely not cheap to do it that way. But uh, apparently in this uh, current generation of high school verging on college, using these services is absolutely second nature. So that's super dangerous. But uh, there it is.
1: Oh, Ant made some groans. What are your thoughts Aunt, there? Aunt?
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, um I, I despise these things, uh, you know, so so that's my answer. Yeah, you know, other other than Amazon, I despise these services uh, because I look at my team, and he he's using that DoorDash all the time. I, I know. gave him a little debit card uh, for their allowance and stuff like that, so he uses that debit card to do his little DoorDash or Uber Eats or whatever it is. And I'm like, dude, you're wasting so much daggum money. All of this money that you're going to work for, you know, and, and getting tips and things like that, and you're not going to have anything to show for it. you just just eating it all up and pooping it all out. It's a total <laughs> waste of time, man. <laughs>
1: You know, that's, that's fair. That is exactly what's happening. Uh, that's why I have such a complicated relationship with food in the first place. Um, <laughs> because it just seems like a waste of, of everything. Yeah, um, yeah. and it, like, if it didn't fuel me, then. Well, I mean, if it didn't fuel me, then obviously I wouldn't use it. But I I even resent it, for, like, that I require it. But most days, I genuinely do just... I, I have my Instant Pot, I throw in rice, I throw in beans, I cook it, and then I will add, you know, different seasonings or what have you, or, or sometimes throw in some meats um, to change it up. But rice and beans is kind of like my meal of choice, day in, day out, breakfast. Well, lunch and dinner, not usually for breakfast. Um... However, um, getting settled into a new city and uh, trying to figure out what grocery stores I want to use and things like that is still in the process. And so this morning, um, I didn't have any uh, breakfast stuff in the house. And when I was here to visit before I came to settle in, like took the job and everything, um, I had a delicious breakfast sandwich from acre coffee which is i don't know if it's just in petaluma or petaluma surrounding area or the whole bay area i don't know but um it was very good so i used doordash this morning who um i should say is a sponsor of some of the shows that i do just disclosure there um but i used doordash and it was handy because the place opened at six thirty, and i had my meal by like 7 however I did pay $4 delivery fee. And the whole time I was, you know, the whole time I was eating the sandwich and the, um, the oatmeal, that's all I could think about was that $4 delivery fee. Uh, so most of the time I don't do that. However, what I do like to use is, um, prime now, uh, Delivery for groceries, there is a Whole Foods market option, and I get free deliveries from Whole Foods. And not only do I get my groceries delivered to me um, with like great coupons and things like that, and I don't have to worry about it, like I can, I can, you know, in the morning before I go to work, I can have them on my doorstep, I bring them inside, then I leave for work. But my favorite part is that it comes in paper bags. And some of them have the freezer lining, depending on what I've ordered. And so when I do go grocery shopping IRL, I don't have to worry about bags because I've got some from having done a Whole Foods Market. So uh, there's a little that's a little pro tip for you if you're in a place where they charge you for for grocery bags because that's new to me as well. Um, in Missouri, they're like, hey, maybe don't use as many, but here you go if you want them. And so we have lots of plastic bags and paper bags if we want them for free. Uh, So that was new to me. Anyway, uh, good thoughts all around. Seems like mostly a no, no, no. Uh, But I I appreciate it. There was one uh, occurrence of despise used. And so clearly there are some feels. Uh, But thank you. Let's go ahead and move on to our last topic, which comes from Allison.
3: I'm just getting into the idea of using a clipboard manager. Do you guys see them as the answer to life, the universe and everything? You've got religion about them. Are you baffled as to why people are so bananas about them?
0: Yeah, I think that if you are on a Mac, I can't, I can't speak to Windows, although I would imagine it applies there. And I wish it applied on iOS, but it, 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 you can't do it right now. Uh, if, but if you're a Mac user, you should use a clipboard manager. And in fact, you may already be using one if you're using a utility that also bundles in a clipboard manager. I use LaunchBar. Um, Alfred is another example. I think Keyboard Maestro will do this. There are lots of different apps that are not dedicated clipboard managers that will uh, give you a clipboard manager. And the reason you do it is not because if you're thinking, like, what is a clipboard manager? It's basically like a history of your clipboard so that if you copy, and copy something and then you go later and copy something else, and then you're like, oh... No, I can't paste in that thing I copied because I copied something else onto the clipboard. Clipboard managers will let you go back in time and have a little stack of things that have been on your clipboard recently, and then very quickly choose the one you want and paste it out. It's great. I love it. And it has saved my bacon in a lot of cases. Plus, if you've ever been in one of those situations where you get two documents open and you're like, I got to copy over here then paste over there, copy over here, then paste over there. Imagine just taking one document and going copy, copy, copy and then switching to the other one and going paste, paste, paste because you've got a stack on your clipboard. It's great. So I do think maybe not the answer to life, the universe, and everything, but it's something that should probably be in the core OS. And because it's not, uh, you may already be using a utility that among the many other things it does offers you a clipboard history. And I highly recommend that you look into it because it's a a real time saver.
2: Oh, man. Either I'm seeing a bunch of bananas or I'm just nowhere near as productive as you all are i i I totally don't see a need for a clipboard manager Um, but then again I, i don't necessarily have the same use case that you do you know when i do my copy and paste it's pretty much after i hit paste it's gone from my brain and gone from you know whatever it is that i'm working on it's just on to the next so i never really think about having to manage the actual clipboard. I don't care if it's on the Windows side or if it's on the the mobile side or whatever. Once I hit paste, I'm I'm on to the next.
0: You never have that moment where you pay something in and you're like, "Oh, this is the wrong thing. I wanted the never. thing from earlier." Okay, well then you don't need never. one. <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, so never. I'm now I'm curious what what Jason and Allison recommend as a clipboard manager. I use Text Expander. I have Keyboard Maestro, but I've never had just a straight up like hey, here are the things that you copied and pasted in the last 10 minutes or or hour, what have you. And I could totally see my... I mean, I I do need that. I would like that. There have been times where I'm like, oh, man, what was that? What was that from earlier? And I don't know about you folks, but I have this... like I've tweeted about this before and got some responses that other people felt this too. When I copy something, there's almost a physical sensation somewhere in my it's, it's, I mean, of course it's in my brain, but it feels like it's almost in my hand of having copied something and it doesn't go away until I paste it. So it's almost like a, a physical representation of that, that bit of text or whatever it is that I've copied and I can l- quite literally almost feel it at the tip of my finger. And uh, even after a short period of time, it's still there. And it's not until I hit command V that it goes away and kind of cle- clears out my physical cache, which is very strange. But I'm curious how a clipboard manager would affect that physical sensation that I get, the, the phantom clipboard, as it were. Um, Allison, any last thoughts on that?
3: Well, I'm actually exactly halfway between Ant and and uh, and Jason, the religious zealot, in, on the uh, series today. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I'm, I'm with Ant that I'm like, I don't know why I need this. This sounds stupid. Why would I ever need this? And yet I've started to use one. I started working with Keyboard Maestro to start with. But just recently, I have started working with something called Copy M Paste. It's C-O-P-Y apostrophe E-M. And it's got all kinds of really cool features and stuff. So I'm kind of trying to figure out where it fits into my life. And I've decided I'm going to get this religion, but I don't completely believe yet.
1: <laughs> You've got a few more <laughs> Psalms to read first Mm -hmm. and
0: and i would say micah um and this is me not being entirely a zealot here if you've got apps that you already use that offer a a clipboard feature try those out you don't need to get a dedicated one necessarily maybe you'll find that you have preferences and opinions and you will need a dedicated one but for me i just i literally had never used one of these or seen the appeal and i turned the feature on in launch bar which i always use and now i use it all the time so once once it's there, although I, I I'm worried that you're going to get that little burning feeling in the back of your head all the time if you have a clipboard manager. <laughs> oh, that's so. true. It's
1: like there are seven things and it's getting heavier. They're all
0: there.
1: <laughs> Alrighty, well, Jason, I think I think we're about to the end of this episode. I
0: think we are. You got a bonus topic for us? I, I do. I did. Uh, it's august and i was thinking about back to school and i was thinking about all these other things and then i realized what what makes august special the answer is is the month without a holiday in it so i would like uh each of you to invent a holiday that we could add to the calendar in august and do you have a holiday for me <laughs>
2: uh, national rage at the sun it's hot (laughs)
0: national shade appreciation
2: day something like that yeah i'm in the south and i deal with southern humidity and so we we look forward to august because of football but we also dread it because it's august
1: i'm going to bend the question a little Uh oh and i'm finally going to move black history month from february to august and the reason why is because I'm tired of only having 28 days. Like They, mm. they, they had to mm, give us preach. the shortest month. <laughs> of course they had to give us the shortest month. Let's go move that to August. February, you can have some other things. You've already got Valentine's Day. You're good. August becomes Black History Month, and I think that that is, that is a win. Allison, what is your August holiday?
3: Both of my parents were born in August, so I want a Parents' Day. Nice. Why isn't there Parents' Day, huh?
1: I know there's Grandparents' Day. But there uh-huh. should be Parents' Day.
0: I think that's great. I don't have any ideas here. Um, so I'm going to endorse Shade Appreciation Day. I think <laughs> the idea that we should just take a day to go to someplace cool, if you can, go to the beach, maybe Beach Day, National... Oh, no, I don't want everybody to go at the beach. We'll have to stagger no, this no, holiday. No, 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 no. Anyway, uh, thank you all <laughs> Wait, for we, your answers. We could go into excellent. those
3: dystopian uh, silos. <laughs> yeah, we could go a silo. I,
0: I, actually, Micah, I think you're absolutely right. What we should probably do is look at relocating various holidays into august because august deserves some holidays but um mm-hmm. and and there are other places where it's uh you know it's a little too crowded
1: <laughs> jason we're done we've we're done. done it
0: is it we is it or are, are we there do we, we we do it excellent we did do it's it it's great we i did guess do it. i guess that means all we have left is to thank our uh, our guests and Pruitt. thank you so much future person at twit currently a <laughs> freelancer thanks for being here
2: Hey, thanks for having me. It's always fun being on this podcast. And Allison Sheridan,
1: thank <laughs> you so much for being here with us today.
3: All right. I really appreciate it. It was a bundle of fun.
1: Oh, you're a bundle of fun.
3: And uh, that wraps it up. So, Micah, thank
0: you for having me back. It's nice to be back in the clockwise seat for a week. I, I, uh, I am so happy that the show continues on and continues to be great. And I'm, uh, it's one of the, the podcasts that I am the most proud of. And also, I don't have to work on it every week. So that's uh, really <laughs> nice. <laughs> uh,
1: always a pleasure to, to have you on when we can. And uh, thank you for doing such a lovely job today.
0: Thank you very much. And to everybody out there, thanks for listening to this episode of Clockwise. Until next time, watch what you say.
1: And keep watching the clock.
0: Bye, everybody.